The following is brought to you by Braided Media. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Narratives of Purpose. My name is Claire Marie Gandhi. I am a scientist by training, a TEDx speaker, and your host on this show. This podcast is dedicated to amplifying social impact by bringing you inspiring individual stories of ordinary people making extraordinary impact within their communities and around the world. If you're looking for a program that showcases unique stories of change makers, stories of people who are contributing to make a difference in society, and at the same time you want to be inspired to take action, then look no further, you are in the right place. So get comfortable and listen in to my conversations. This week's episode is the final episode of our inclusion theme that we addressed throughout the month of April. My guest today is Emmanuel Vernergilio. Emmanuel is the founder and the director of Yojoa. This nonprofit, based in Geneva, Switzerland, is a job accelerator empowering young people with a migrant background to become autonomous and productive members of society. In this conversation, Emmanuel talks to me about how her organization supports companies in their journey towards diversity and inclusion. She is convinced that inclusion is the answer to society's pressing issues, and only those who jump on the bandwagon today will be tomorrow's winners. Please take a moment to rate and to review our show wherever you get your podcasts. And for now, listen to Emmanuel's journey and her vision to develop solutions for economic inclusion. So hi, Emmanuel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Claire. I'm very happy to be here. So it's really great to have you. And uh, I'd really love to hear from you about your organization. But before you talk to me about your joa, can you start by presenting yourself, right? Who is Emmanuel? Just a bit of a sense of background for our listeners. So who is Emmanuel? Emmanuel is a 45 years old woman. She's the happy mother of two children aged 13 and 10. Uh, she's the happy wife of a wonderful man. Um, I think Emmanuel has a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit in the sense that uh, I'm, I just love launching stuff. Um, I love uh, launching projects, launching organizations, launching ideas, initiatives. Um, I really like this uh, initial phase of, okay, you have your idea this, that is really motivating you and um, you're bringing people around the table and uh, you're inspiring them so that they're buying into what you want to do. And um, yeah, creating bridges, uh, mobilizing forces and seeing that it's all falling into place is something that um, I love doing. So very, very active entrepreneur, as I gather from what you're saying, and, and the fact that you love to bring people around you and, and lead them or drive them towards a specific goal. So is that the background really of Yojoa? How did it start? Tell me more about your interest. 
Yeah, so, you know, I've been working for with and for organizations uh, pretty much since the beginning of my career. And I think that as I grew older, the need or the will or the desire to launch my own organization, uh, my own baby, um, was, you know, getting stronger and stronger. Um, so before working for Yojoa, I was, uh, I mean, before launching Yojoa, I was working for a, a social enterprise called Friends International, um, and uh, which is based in, in Cambodia. And I lived in Cambodia and launched a, a Swiss, you know, Swiss office. And um, I was pretty much the captain in the boat at the time already, but it's it was not mine it was not mine you know this is one of the reasons why i decided to you know to launch uh, yojoa yeah i needed to do something uh, in in this field of diversity inclusion exactly so let's come to that basically yojoa is all about diversity and inclusion and your approach is to you know, help companies who want to take on that inclusive culture for their employees to help them actually um, recruit young people with a migrant background and specifically in Geneva. So tell me more about, you know, how do you work with these companies? When I launched Yojoa, the idea was really to develop a more inclusive, or contribute to the development of a, a more inclusive culture, uh, economy, by on one side helping, you know, young young talents who have a migration background unlock their, their potential in in the workforce um and and also by by uh, accompanying companies towards a more diverse and inclusive culture basically you know we were working with those young people which i love calling talents because they they have a lot of talent all the young people we are working with um, have a migration background, which means that most of them uh, came to Switzerland um, when they were teenagers. Um, most of them came unaccompanied, so they migrated on their own uh, without their family um, and arrived in Switzerland in Geneva at the age of you know, 16, 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, uh, with, with very strong life skills because they've been exposed to extraordinary situations. Um, and so they had to develop a lot of, you know, uh, uh, resilience and ability to adapt, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they're coming with a lot of, of skills. Uh, but of course, obviously, they have a lot of gaps in the academic, you know, background. For most of them, the big objective is to access apprenticeship which is very strong in in switzerland that will allow them to access dignified work but from the beginning we felt that you know we can prep them as much as we want we can accompany them and boost their self-confidence and etc etc as much as we can if the, the the doors of the companies remain shut because they have a funny name or they have a funny color. Uh, we're only doing part of the job. So at your job, we felt that we needed to act at also a more systemic level by addressing those, you know, those bias to, you know, employment for underrepresented groups. And so 
working on diversity and inclusion um, has been for us key from the beginning and helping employees to, to understand more about diversity and inclusion, to understand the benefits. And this is also an angle that, you know, we're taking. We, we, could, we could address this work by, with the angle of social justice, or, uh, but we've decided to really tackle and, and promote diversity from a point of view of performance, of benefits, of actually, you know, actually you don't know it, but actually you need that. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for your business. It's going to be good for your, you know, your profit. It's going to make you stronger and better as a business. So basically you're addressing the, the business aspect to say that diversity and inclusion, tapping into the talents and the potential pool of the people who are locally available, right? It's going to be a lever for performance for you as a business. Exactly. You know, we're giving businesses access to a pool of talent which represents a form of, di of diversity, but we're also, we've also developed some services for, for companies to first understand what we mean by diversity and inclusion. You know, for some company, diversity is all about women, people from ethnic, you know, uh, uh, minorities, or it's about people with in a situation of handicap. And so we're coming in with, you know, uh, through our workshops, et cetera, to really discuss about, okay, what we mean by diversity. And, and can we talk about your own diversity? Um, because we're all made of multiple identities. Um, so we, we encourage, you know, people to, to reflect about their own diversity. And, and we're trying to break those silos because diversity for us is not about, you know, groups. Uh, it's much wider than that. The first objective is to develop a common understanding of what we're talking about, a common understanding of diversity. Um, And it's interesting because some companies, when you're asking them, you're asking the staff about their perception of the level of diversity in the company. Some of them think that the company is super diverse. Some of their colleagues think that the, the, the company is absolutely not diverse. And then uh, because they're not thinking about the same criteria. And so, um, and so we're you know, offering audits as well. So we're putting a spotlight on, okay, let's look at today, what is the level of diversity present in your organization? And we're looking at plenty of criteria, you know, social economic background, education, religion, uh, agenda, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's really interesting to show them and to say, okay, so yes, you're very, very diverse in terms of, you know, the number of nationalities for sure. Very not diverse in terms of origins or in terms of religion or in terms of etc., uh, etc. Et so it helps them understand what we're talking about. So previously you mentioned about workshops. So do you do workshops specifically only for the companies? And what do you do with the youth? Break it down a little bit to, to just tell us how you operate. So, yeah, so basically we have, uh, those are two, you know, two different programs um, within Yojoa. We have uh, Amanda, who's working on, on our diversity and inclusion, you know, program uh, for companies. And then we have Manuel, who is working with the young talents. And basically it's about 
uh, helping them uh, develop their professional projects. So what do you want to do? What are you interested in? What are you, what do you want to try? And then helping them finding internship opportunities uh, for them. They can also understand the codes and how you behave in a company. Um, and then we're helping them with their, you know, postulation and applications to, to find uh, uh, apprenticeships. But we also, uh, we've just launched a new project right now, actually, last March, uh, to work on their social skills. And when I say social skills, it's really about their self-esteem, their ability to communicate, their ability to create connections with other uh, with other people, um, their ability to develop relationships, to network, uh, but also helping them to identify their strengths. And this is something that's that's really interesting because, you know, for us, when 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 you listen to their stories, you're like, okay, guys, you're just I don't know how you managed. You guys are just superheroes, okay? Uh, because they went through so much and they faced situations, and today they're here, they're here, and they're you know they're standing and they're looking forward, and you're like, wow, they have no idea about their own strengths. When you tell them, do you realize that how much strength you had to pull out to face this situation? They're like, oh, what, what, really? The whole idea here is really to help them identify why they're extraordinary young people, why they're remarkable young people, and then to embody that exactly towards employers. And it's all about, you know, body language, what people feel about you. If we can manage to help them or to support them so that they are proud about who they are, proud about their story, actually, this would be for us a huge, you know, a, a huge success. And today, one of the big ambition of Yojoa is, is to shift paradigm, you know, moving from migrants or refugees are our problem to uh, actually those young people are part of the solution. Exactly. And you're basically also empowering them to own their story and use it as a strength. And at the same time, you know, working on the, I would say, social economical environment so that locally they see this as, as a strength also for the local community. Speaking about the, the companies you work with, without naming names, are, are you working across the whole industry or do you have a target or you're really open to every organization, every company? We're really open to any company. I mean, we're really passionate about, about accompanying whoever on this journey because we're passionate about, about this theme and the topic. And I wanted to say, I mean, it, it's it's building bridges between worlds that were not, not supposed to meet. But when they meet, you're really witnessing transformative stories on both sides. So we're, you know, we're working with companies across the spectrum. Having said that, it's it's true that big companies are the ones who have the resources, the time to dedicate to, to this topic. We're working with medium and big companies. I think today is a good time to push diversity and inclusion because it's coming. It's coming to Switzerland. 
It's been, you know, it's been the case for a long time in the in the US, in the UK, but now, you know, it's becoming a topic in Switzerland, which was not the case, I think, uh, some years ago. More and more companies are interested in contributing to the United Nations, you know, sustainable development goals. They're more and more tuned into this. And diversity and inclusion is definitely a part of contributing to a more sustainable, uh, equitable uh, economy, society. So, so, so we have more leverage, uh, I think. And companies are more and more looking at how they will be able to attract the younger generation as a workforce, the Gen Z. And there are some very interesting studies about who those young people are. Uh, those young people have very strong values because they're inheriting of a world that, you know, as it is today, which is very different from our, our generation. So I think what we see is that they want to work for companies that have yeah strong values about uh you know inclusion and uh sustainable development etc and and more and more companies are looking at this you know the world of talents is a big theme for them and they are also understanding that you know to be appealing tomorrow and to have a competitive advantage tomorrow uh they have to move certain lines and they have to put some some stuff in place basically it's it's easier to have this conversation if i understand it correctly nowadays because things have changed and i don't want to say that there's a pressure but it's basically a reality. And as a, as a business or as a company, you have to be also in sync with that reality, right? But coming back to your Joa and the collaborations you have, do you have any success story or something you could share with us, like a highlight? Yeah, uh, we have we have a lot of success stories and, and but at, at many levels, be it, you know, it can be a young person who is very uh, inward looking and shy and um, and the fact, you know, the, to be placed in one company to do one internship, to, to get the feeling that they belong somewhere for, you know, for three weeks, for two months, for three months, uh, there's a team that is waiting for this person, for this young person every morning. This sense of belonging um, is something that can totally change someone. You know, when we first meet the young people that are sent to us by the social services, and I always like to compare this first initial meeting with them, uh, with a couple of months later, when you see them after the first placement, the first, it's night and day. You know, the body language and the, the smile and the sparkle in the eyes is, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Uh, we had our first three employments uh, last uh, last year. So the first three young people we placed in in the first job. Uh, so that was a huge success stories for for us because it's you know it's possible and it works. Now I'm just changing a bit gears because I know that first of all I saw that documentary on TV, but I also know so on Swiss television, and I also know that. Uh, um, in, in the March, so there was this film festival in Geneva, the FEFDH, so the, the International Film Festival on Human Rights. And there was this documentary, apparently, that was screened about a, a young migrant he, who fled, if I'm not mistaken, Eritrea. 
And he spent quite some time in Switzerland, in Geneva, in a few years. And he was already had his apprenticeship. He had, he had a job and so on. But what I want to address now with you is basically the system. I know we can, and we're not going to speak about politics. We're not here to change the system. But the fact is that even though, you know, with all your help, with all your support and the ecosystem you put around these young people, there's also at some point no guarantee in the sense that, you know, there can be a political decision that's made to say, okay, this person can't stay in the country and they need to leave, right? So I want to hear from you, you know, as you are close to them, so how does this affect them? Because all the efforts are done and you see things are moving and suddenly everything just breaks down. You know, how does this affect the young people and also the people around them in this ecosystem that you create to support them? So actually the young, you know, the the, the young man you're referring to, Mebratu, was one of our success stories. Because of the asylum policies and, and, and system, um, uh, you know, for a very, very long time, he his uh, claim for asylum was under you know revision etc cetera, etc cetera. and this took this process between the first claim and the very definitive answer took years you know he just did everything that the society was expecting from him he learned french he integrated he found you know an apprenticeship he did all by the books and what is not okay is that the system is letting people settled before giving them a definitive answer. And even when he got this definitive answer that was, you're not entitled to asylum in Switzerland, uh, which means that you can't continue your apprenticeship and you have basically you're stripped of all your right, the rights you had before. It's a dead end because... Switzerland is not, in the case of Mebratu, Switzerland was not going to send him back to Eritrea because there, there's no readmission, you know, accord policies, etc. So those people are stuck. Uh, they're stuck and with no future, etc. So when you said you can change the system, we are going to change the system because this is... <laughs> That would be my next question, actually, is like, what is your power of influence? I mean, not only you, your organization, but also every other structure working ar around this. We're really ready to, to do whatever it takes to move, you know, to get this situation fixed. Because today there's some 50 young people who are what we call debutés. So they all spent a couple of years in Geneva and most of them are fully integrated. They all speak French. They are they're all, you know, studying or in a in a training or something. And um, and uh, they all receive a definitive negative answer uh, to their to their claim. And Switzerland is now with the situation in Ukraine showing its best and showing uh, that actually it's possible to, you know, to welcome refugees, which is a wonderful news for all of us. So now we're just going to uh, raise their attention to this particular situation, the case of 50 young people. This needs to be fixed ASAP. It shouldn't be even a question because you can't on one side, open your frontier to thousands of refugees and on the other side, uh, not do anything for 50 young people who are fully integrated uh, in, in, in the society. 
It's great. I think it's very holistic because you're really taking into account every level, as you say. So the individual, the the organization and, and society at large. So basically the policies and so on. So my, I would say very naive questions, because <laughs> you said before you like to start new things, initiatives, but how challenging is that? And what challenges did you face mostly that you at some point you tell yourself, oh my God, I'm not going to make it. And you know, how do you stand up again and continue? I think it's 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 just about managing your level of energy and being self-aware of your limits. And, uh, you know, I'm talking like this is all, you know, this is all natural, etc. And I'm mastering, you know, it, which is absolutely not the case. But as you grow older, you learn. We just went through a pandemic. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's it's it's and we are at a very exciting time because we see a lot of opportunities and and we're you know we're slowly slowly but we we're, we're getting more uh, known uh, so it's boo it's buzzing um, and I would say that I yeah I just need to be self aware of okay uh, when to to get some time for yourself and just breathe. So on, on that point about being self-aware, did you have at some point throughout your whole journey some specific advice that you found quite useful and is still, you know, keep in mind at this point? I got an advice that I found super useful and that was not long ago. Someone just told me, focus. The key to success is focus, focus, focus. And as I tend to be the squirrel, you know, to be tick, 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 tick. Uh, I think that's a, that's 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 something that talks to me, and um, and and I need to to do it more. And also, Claire, sorry, the power of letting go, let go. Oh, this is super powerful, and it works. It works. You know, sometimes you're just so anxious and annoyed and about something, and you stay. You know, you take a step back, and you're like, okay, I let this go, and it just falls into place. Great. That's, that's some good advice. Focus and let go. One last question. So looking forward, what, what is ahead for your joy? You know, do you have any specific things that you can share with us on, you know, the next steps for your organization? We're still very much in the process of developing. So developing our services, getting more, you know, more companies involved and uh, developing our, our processes with the young people. Uh, but I think that uh, we would love and, and the vision a little bit for your eyes is really to become an actor of reference on the theme of diversity and inclusion in the region. First, because we are passionate about, about this topic. Second, because I think because we have, you know, we're in the field of, of consulting and, and, and services, but also we have one foot on the ground with uh, sur le terrain, uh, as we say in French, we're experiencing it and we're living and we're seeing and we're in contact with diverse, you know, talents, um, which I think makes us um, maybe unique and, um, and, We'd love to facilitate, you know, maybe forums on diversity and inclusions or be the one who create this space of discussion uh, uh, with a lot of different actors uh, on, you know, diversity and inclusion. 
Emmanuel, towards the end of uh, the conversation with my guests, what I'd like to do is to ask three very short questions about what you listen to in terms of music and what you're reading. My very first question is, do you have something at the moment, a song that you're listening on repeat, or if not a song, what is the book that you're reading right now? Song, actually an album. I'm a huge fan of Stromae. I'm a huge fan of, of Hervey's songs. And my second question is, is there um, a piece of music or even a book that was, you know, very special for you at a specific time in your life and why? There's a, an artist I always come back to when I'm in the, those transitional moments in my life or, you know, those moments so you know that some stuff is changing and it's, ah, it's taking so much energy and it's in and you get you know you dig deep into yourself and oh um and at those moments i always listen to uh ibrahim malouf trumpet player and there's one song that really talks to my heart uh, which is true sorry i really recommend it it's beautiful And last question is, do you have an all-time favorite? Now, you spoke a lot about music. Do you have an all-time favorite band or book or whatever? There's a book uh, I really, really loved. I read it last year. It's a book by Elif Shafak, who's a British-Turkish author. And the book is called 40 Rules of Love. Um, and it's about the relationship between, you know, this poet uh, Rumi, the 13th century poet Rumi. It's about the relationship between this poet and um, his spiritual teachers, which, which was called Shams. And it's all about love. It's really about the essence of our presence on this planet. I really recommend it because it's, It does you good. And especially in those times, uh, I think it's, um, it's a nice one to have. Before I let you go, I have one final question, and it's about the name of your organization, Yojoa, which is spelled Y-O-J-O-A. So what is the story behind that? Yeah, funny name, right? Um, the story is that uh, it's simply the acronym of use. Job Accelerator. You, Joa. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the conversation. It was really a great pleasure. And I am excited to see how your joy is going to evolve. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Implementing an inclusive business culture is most certainly the way forward, no doubt about that. It is also essential to work in a holistic and coordinated manner with stakeholders across the public and the private sector. And this is exactly Yojo's approach in order to accelerate migrant youth's chances to access training and employment. At the same time, they are helping companies that prioritize diversity and inclusion. Learn more about Yojoa on their website at yojoa.co, that is spelled Y-O-J-O. A.co. The link is also available for you in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you taking the time. That was episode number 34, a conversation with Emmanuel Werner-Gilliot. Be sure to leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts 
And if you like our show, remember to tell your friends about it and share within your network. You can also connect with us through our social handles or our website. Until the next episode, take care of yourselves, stay well and stay inspired. This podcast was produced by Tom at Rustic Studios. Thank you.